The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Amplifier Advisors, LLC, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Coming up on today's show. So if you look at the amount of money which is unique to this region, we have over $15 billion a year annually coming into the region. It's reproduced every year on an annual basis, which is not like any other place in the United States or in the world. But remember, we are in a unique region, not just in the United States and the world. The center of public health is here, the center of, inter- of regulation of the medical industry. FDA is followed by everybody. The USPTO, the most sought after patents in the world are 10 miles down the road. And welcome to What's Working in Washington Extra, an opportunity for us to spend a longer period of time talking about an issue or opportunity of particular interest to the region. We're gonna talk today about life science, biotechnology, medical devices, this industry is highly successful and very well represented here in the D.C. region. We're going to talk with a couple of experts about what's going on and why they and I are excited about prospects for this industry in our region. Our first guest is Rich Bendis. Rich is president and CEO of BioHealth Innovation. It's one of the leading innovation intermediaries for healthcare in the United States. We're lucky to have him here in the region. And he's also a host of BioTalk podcast. Also in the studio is Jeff Gallagher. Jeff is CEO of the Virginia Biotechnology Association, or VA Bio the leading life science industry advocate in the Virginia Commonwealth and generally in the region. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Jonathan, thanks for having me. Well, nice it's absolutely here. incredible. We were all together three and a half weeks or so ago at a big industry dinner, and I must say I came away thinking that there is, first of all, a big unspoken story here, which is that we're one of the leading life science regions in the United States. I'm not sure how many people know that. Tell me a bit about the region. Rich, I'll start with you. You're in the middle of helping to build companies here. What's your sense of what's going on here? Jonathan, first, let's define the region. This region didn't have a brand until a couple of years ago, like Silicon Valley or Route 128. So AstraZeneca Metamune decided to get a group of industry leaders together to say, hey, how do we brand this region? What does what differentiates us from other regions in the United States? And over a six-month period, Virginia Bio was involved with Jeff Gallagher and a number of other participants, came up with the name BioHealth Capital Region. And it's BioHealth, not Biotech, it's not life sciences, and the reason we're using the word biohealth is it best describes what the assets are within this region, and everybody in the world wants to be a biotechnology-leading cluster, but do you realize how much money it takes to create a new metamune or a new human genome sciences or an Amgen? You know, one and a half to two billion dollars. Mm. Biohealth, though, is biopharma, medical device, biomarkers, tools, healthcare analytics, hospital information systems, data analytics, mobile apps. So if you look at that in spades in this region between Virginia, D.C. and Maryland, we have all of that represented, but in this region they haven't worked together. 
So what we're trying to do with the BioHealth Capital Region now is to find a way for more collaboration, educate people about the assets and the resources that exist here, find ways to partner, eliminate the artificial geographical boundaries which we have, which are bridges and rivers, state and county and city lines, and find ways to have everyone uh, utilize these assets for the best to where we get the greatest economic benefit and the best good socially to help patients within the healthcare industry. I'll come back to the types of technologies in a moment, but Jeff, what's your perspective sitting as you are in Virginia and leading uh, one of the primary organizations in the region to promote the industry? One of the fascinating opportunities we have here is, I think we sit, Jonathan, at this convergence of where technology is coming together, digital technology and the traditional life sciences and medicine, folks' sense of let's try to keep people healthy rather than treat disease. And there's a convergence and a revolution going on in how we consider this whole space. This whole space, which is at least 20% of the GDP. And so with the rush of technology, the change of frameworks, the openness, um, there's a sense that there is uh, those who are innovative and who act on it are going to be able to be the leaders of the next coming decades. Plus, this is not just a local competition between states or districts, even east or west coast. This is a global competition. Uh, you know, we work in our offices down in uh, Blacksburg or Richmond or Bethesda, and there are people who are doing everything they can in Guangzhou and in Berlin to, do, to find the very same cures and answers. And people want them. People need them. We need these things urgently. What we have done is we've said uh, the disruptive force of change in a positive way traditionally in this country is brought by the private sector. So this is a private sector-led effort to say the folks on one side of the river, on the other side of the river for me, they're not my competitors. They're my strategic uh, resources. They're my allies. And that together we can create a globally competitive region. We have it in the individual firms uh, across the various disciplines that, that Rich mentioned, so digital and pharma, et cetera, by many of the firms in Maryland and D.C. and Virginia. But remember, we are in a unique region, not just the United States and the world. The center of public health is here, the center of, inter of regulation of the medical industry. Um, FDA is followed by everybody. The USPTO, the most sought-after patents in the world, are you know, 10 miles down the road. So everything that it takes to make real the promise of innovation for health for your children and mine and people all around the globe, all those ingredients are here as they are nowhere else in the world. Yeah, to pick up on the statistics that Jeff is talking about there, we have eight, over 800 companies within the biohealth industry within the biohealth capital region. And he talked about public and private, as well as academic resources. HHS, headquartered in Washington, D.C. NIH has 27 different disease-specific institutes for research with 6,000 scientists and gets $3.1 billion a year annually for intramural research. And that research is conducted right in the capital region here. They also fund throughout the United States another $27 billion of life science or biohealth research throughout the United States, but it comes out of this region. Jeff mentioned the FDA. Also in the region also is CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So if you, that's a big deal for reimbursement. Well, if you're not going to get paid, you can't do anything. You're right. So at the end of the day, if you want to do quality world-cutting 
research. You have NIH, plus you have Johns Hopkins, University System of Maryland, University of Virginia, George Mason, GW, Georgetown in this region. And basically, you between those academic institutions, you're talking about another $3 billion of life science research. And with the federal labs also within this region, which we have counted 59, they get $12 billion worth of federal research annually. So if you look at the amount of money, which is unique to this region, we have over $15 billion a year annually coming into the region. It's reproduced every year on an annual basis, which is not like any other place in the United States or in the world. What I find really interesting about what you just described to me, Jeff and Rich, is that if you both were software people, I would have heard exactly the same thing, which leads me to think that there is a particular model of DC innovation that we should perhaps talk about. And let's do that after we take a break. I'm here with Rich Bendis, President and CEO of Biohealth Innovation, Jeff Gallagher, CEO of Virginia Biotechnology Association. We'll be right back. Coming up after the break. The very first time we did this, people looked around one another and said, I didn't even know you existed. And now we're at a point where we're building a, we're building an agenda and people are looking forward to because, hey, let's drive the region forward in this way. Thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. back to What's Working in Washington Extra. We're talking about the biohealth industry. Before the break, I pointed something out that really struck me. Over the last few years, I've done a fair bit of research around the region and have concluded that many of our most successful software companies and technology companies generally are ones that benefit from proximity to the regulators or proximity to understanding where the world is going. I look at companies like Capital One that grew up in the credit industry because they're approximately regulators, uh, the wireless industry, Sprint, Nextel, uh, and I could go on from there. Jeff Gallagher, it sounded to me like the same thing is true for the uh, the biohealth 
industry. That's very much true, uh, Jonathan. And it's a highly regulated industry, and it's regulated not only by FDA, but this reimbursement wall we talked about earlier and the intellectual property protection, which is so important. So, you know, when I was running my little company, we'd slip up to PTO to have a lot of little meetings. It took me an hour and a half from Richmond and uh, came back. And if you're in greater Washington in this in this biohealth capital region, you can get over there and back and have a lot of small intermediate step meetings and have a much better relationship with the regulators. Same with FDA. The one that is paramount today, really, and not thought of much, though, is the reimbursement, as you mentioned earlier. We have a phrase that, you know, innovation ends up as the mosquito on the windshield of CMS uh, so many times. And it's because innovation moves so fast, responding to needs with this technology convergence I was telling you about. But the system the governmental system for allowing regulation in, in Medicare and then privates follow that and down at the state level at Medicaid is so much more slow. So you can have a new therapy or a device, which is even if it's going to slash the cost, ultimate cost uh, of treatment to that person in the system, it doesn't have a reimbursement code. And it is a cumbersome process to do that. Well, we and others are working uh, uh, all the time on trying to recreate a new system within CMS or at the state level, a system which is more open to innovative co-development, for example. And to your point, where in the world are you going to find the sophisticated, nuanced, experienced expertise of people who are going to be able to crack this really big problem than in the greater Washington area. What you're talking about, as I recall from the life science companies that I've worked with, is there are basically two, there are three big regulatory hurdles. One is you want to get a patent because the distinctiveness, because this is often hard science. This isn't Facebook for cats. This is hard and you want to protect it and it's amenable to patent. That takes time. The second is if you're going to be doing something that's going to have an effect on somebody's health, the Federal Drug Administration will have an opinion about it and there are various processes you have to go through. And the third is you talk about reimbursement. The issue is fundamentally the largest concentrated healthcare market, aged people, Medicare and, and also Medicaid, both of those programs, you don't get repaid for providing something unless it falls within what you call a, a reimbursable code. So you can't just wake up one day, drink a bunch of Red Bull and start a life science company, right, Rich? Uh, that's true, Jonathan. And, you know, as we stay on this theme a little bit, uh, what differentiates the biohealth capital region is people from Boston and San Francisco uh, have to come to this region to interact with the FDA. They have to come to this region to basically do quality research at the NIH. They have to come to this region to evaluate the pricing of their new technology uh, or service that they are going to provide, which they hope can be reimbursed by Medicare or Medicaid. If it doesn't get reimbursed, then probably you're not going to get an investment from a venture capital firm because you, they will prove that you don't really have a market for your product if there's no one to pay for it. So at the end of the day, all of these people have to get on airplanes to come and interact with all of these things we take for granted in our region where we get on the metro or we get in our car, as Jeff was saying, drive up, we can interact with all of these agencies which have an impact on the future of our businesses. Small companies, one single individual entrepreneurs have the ability to interact with the FDA. They're willing to meet with people. You don't have to be intimidated by them. They open the doors and they will give you advice on the direction to go. To go. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the CMS. They will do the same thing. So I think we underestimate the power of our region that we have in the biohealth capital region. And all of the other people realize that they have to travel to us 
in order to progress their technology, their science, or their product to get it into the marketplace. Mm. We need to promote that more here, Jonathan. Which is why, in, in part, MetaMune and, and others have come up with this brand we're all now using in BioHealth Capital Region. It's, it's about promoting the unique aspects of this place. That's true, and the other thing is, Every cluster in the uh, United States or the world, uh, it used to start off by trying to be the number one biotechnology cluster, and every state created a biotechnology program. Now that every state has one, guess what? There's only four or five or six regions in the United States that have the assets to truly become a top performer within the biohealth industry as we position it. So currently, we are ranked number five out of the, the top regions in the United States on all of the metrics people use, which would relate to funding, research, education levels, companies, jobs uh, in the biohealth industry. Our goal that we've determined for this biohealth capital region with the help of AstraZeneca Metamune is to be a top three by 2023, which means we have five more years and we want to grow two more spots. Right now, you've got Boston, San Francisco, you got San Diego, New York, and Research Triangle. We think and we know we can definitely pass Research Triangle in New York, and we will be a top three region in the United States in five years. Now that we've laid down that gauntlet, Jeff Gallagher, it seems to me that one of the distinguishing characters you touched on, both of you touched on earlier, is that biohealth is no longer just working on a cellular level, biotechnology, or working with uh, compounds, chemical compounds, right. uh, pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. it's much broader, it's software and different things. Is that what gives this region a particular advantage? Yeah, it gives it a great advantage. Let me just throw out one example, a company that I know well, which is over in um, Northern Virginia, uh, Vibrant Health, recently, um, two years ago, was awarded a large grant from NIH to build out um, a portion of the IT platform which is going to support the All of Us program. The All of Us program is, uh, was President Obama's Pre Precision Medicine Initiative, a million cohort study which will be longitudinal. And um, Vibrant was asked not to build out the electronic health records nor the bioinformatics, which exist, but to add the third leg of the stool, which is going to be necessary for the kind of research and, um, and medicine that we want to practice going forward, and that is the mobile data the digital data, the lifestyle data, the environmental data that comes in through the phone, comes in through 30 different kinds of phones, or the sensors on your clothes, or your watch. They, they're building that out to bring it in and to integrate all those data together and uh, will be the, the, the framework by which really the data of the future, which determines, which, by which we will determine interventions for our health and treatment of our sickness, is going to be put together. That is, they, they're setting standards for the globe right now. And it's that intersection of digital and mobile and health. And of course, you, you look down the Dulles Corridor and you look across the river in, into Maryland, there's company after company that can not only capture, they can uh, massage and manage and they can make sense of that data. That's where we got an extraordinary advantage. This has been such an exciting conversation so far. I know so many really interesting companies here in the region. I, I'd like to hear about one or two more of them after the break. We're here with Rich Bendis, President and CEO of Biohealth Innovation, and Jeff Gallagher, CEO of the Virginia Biotechnology Association. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business. 
where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. And a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. And we're back at this What's Working to Watch Next row. We're talking about the BioHealth Capital Region with Rich Bendis, President and CEO of BioHealth Innovation, and Jeff Gallagher, CEO of the Virginia Biotechnology Association. You guys have gotten me so excited. Rich, give me another example of a company that's indicative of how you see this region growing BioHealth companies. Jonathan, one of the companies that I was not familiar with that I drove by almost every day in Rockville, Maryland, is the MS Corporation, E-M-M-E-S Corporation. It's a clinical research organization that has performed work on over a thousand clinical trials for every major pharma company in the world. They're located in Rockville. They have 600 employees. They're hiring 15 people a month. And guess what kind of people they need? They don't need scientists, research scientists. They need data scientists. They need data analysts. So when we were talking about convergence and biohealth rather than biotech, Data is extremely important in everything that we do, whether it's in a healthcare system, whether it's in a pharma company, whether it's a medical device company, and that data has to be analyzed so that it can be utilized to get products into the marketplace, branded appropriately, priced appropriately, and that's what the MS Corporation does. And Ann Lindblad, a female CEO within our region, would be another great guest for you someday. Well, I, I hope to get her. and. <laughs> She's a great example of a serial entrepreneur, somebody who's been here for a while doing various things. And exactly what we've talked about many times, the quality of the talent. So we talked about, so far, the industry, business aspects, regulatory, and so forth. Jeff Gallagher, there's another big part of this ecosystem that's really unique, right? The academic part. Right. Tell me about that. Looked across the entire region and the two states in the district, there are uh, many extraordinary universities, many of them are participating uh, really at the top of the nation in biomedical research already, and others on the way there. Really two strategic things, if you will, about the universities and how they play into this vision of the biohealth capital region. Number one is, I think it's fair to say, and I would say it to the face of our sisters and brothers in academia, that they, we have to help them learn how to bend their behavior to uh, collaborating with industry better and really collaborating with one another better. The, opportunity, the great opportunities, the transformative opportunities in science and in research are ones that no single institution can do uh, anymore. And so these large-scale collaborations to meet the great un, unmet challenges are where we need to go to take, that, to take that lead up. The other thing I'd say is, um, at least from the Virginia perspective, Jonathan, I think it's fair to say that out of, the, out of the five major research universities in Virginia, of course, one is up in Northern Virginia, Mason, but the others... It's part of each one of their strategic plan to play more actively and have a greater presence in uh, the greater Washington area. Some are building campuses, some are making uh, collaborations, say UVA with the UNOVA Center for Personalized Health. Each one of them sees that without giving up their unique identity, where they are in their history and tradition, et cetera, that they need to be here because 
they're plugged in. They're then plugged into the opportunities, both in the private sector, the government, and with other research universities. So those are the two big trends. And, and again, I could say, I could point to the same thing happening in, say, cybersecurity with uh, new initiatives around creating more cyber centers with other universities coming to the region. This is clearly a very interesting time, an exciting time for the region, which leads me to the last thing I want to ask you about. There's a, an opportunity coming up for all of us to get together and, and learn more about this industry and really start to drive these companies forward to get to that top three goal that you and the other leaders in the region have set. Traditionally, uh, Virginia would have conferences, D.C. might have a conference, Maryland might have a conference, but we didn't do anything to get everyone together. And about four years ago, there was an idea that was uh, put forth of having a biohealth capital region forum and not have it as traditional service providers, but have CEOs and C-level executives come to talk about the state of the industry and meet one another. So on April 23rd and 24th at MetaMune, uh, we are going to have about a thousand people over those two days talking about the big issues and big opportunities for the biohealth capital region. And it's an annual event getting all of these people to talk to one another. And a lot of business occurs at this event because people didn't know what other people were doing within the region. And it's an opportunity for uh, each other to develop new client relationships as well. Jeff, any quick comment on that? Just the very first time we did this, people looked around one another and said, I didn't even know you existed. And now we're at a point where we're building a, we're building an agenda and people are looking forward to because, hey, let's drive the region forward in this way, A, B, C, and D. What I love about this, fellas, is, is that ultimately this is like the Metro Now initiative or some of the things that are going on regionally where the business community is taking the mantle to say, you know what, we are a leader, let's lead. And I, I love this story and I'm looking forward to seeing you at this conference. I'll be there too. And I encourage everybody listening, if you want to get to know or be part of one of the most important industries in the world, an industry that we actually have a leading position in, you want to come and be part of this community. With that, I want to thank my guest, Rich Bendis, CEO of Biohealth Innovation, which is a leading innovation intermediary for the healthcare industry in our region and maybe in the United States, and Jeff Gallagher, CEO of the Virginia Biotechnology Association. Gentlemen, this was really fun. What's working in Washington Extra? Thanks for joining me today. Our pleasure. Thanks, Jonathan. Remember, top three by 2023. <laughs>
You've been listening to What's Working in Washington. Download this show or any of our weekly programs at federalnewsradio.com. What's Working in Washington, Monday afternoons at 2.30 on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 a.m.